Trep Life Tribe, Trep Stars, we are back with this episode. Um, this is a special bonus episode for a couple of different reasons. One of them being I am with our executive producer and media director, the young Trep star himself, Rudy Byron. Um, Hello. And we have a very interesting concept. It's different than uh, previous episodes. Um, Check out Rudy's episode. It was episode 25, I believe. One of our highest performing episodes. The people love that episode. So uh, we're definitely going to be going more with Rudy. Uh, You're going to see more of him. Um, But this is a bonus episode that has not been previously recorded. So this is some new content. Um, Most of the bonus content has been recorded in 2019. This is some 2020 bonus content for you. As we are still in between seasons of Trap Life, uh, we are working on other projects, other entrepreneurial projects, living that Trap Star life. Um, But dropping a couple of content here and there for you and so we are going to get started rudy take us away all right hello and thank you pete for um featuring me on another trap life episode i really appreciate it so um today we will be doing an album review on the new drake dark lane demo tapes that he released on may 1st so we're gonna be going track by track and analyzing each song and then looking at it from a marketing perspective and how Drake is using this to kind of move forward into his next um, projects that he's been putting together and will release in the near future. Absolutely. So we're going to start with Deep Pockets. What are your thoughts on track one? So I think Deep Pockets, the intro track, um, it's a really nice um, way to like flow into the the first um, track, and it's kind of he has like a slow um, like vibe to it, and he I think a lot of the times in the Dark Lane demo tapes, he kind of like reflects on his past and some of like the lessons he's learned and um, some of the mistakes he's made. Um, when he was younger, and he kind of reflects on that in his um, intro track. So I really like that. Absolutely. I think um, it's a cool track. Um, It reminds me somewhat of um, Money to the Grave, almost. It, It seems like it could be it's, it's in the same... Maybe it was recorded with some of the similar, like, Spirit or um, the other track that's on the um, championship, the the two other tracks, Armada. Deep Pockets kind of reminds me of those other two tracks. All these tracks remind me, have, like, a certain spirit of previous Drake product, uh, projects. And I, I, kind of, I kind of feel like they were maybe written during the same time frame or um, 
while during the same headspace, and they just had a similar energy involved. Yes, um, that's very true. So that's a, that's good. And this is a leaked track as well. Um, all of the tracks are leaked. Um, I know some of them are newer than others, but all of them are either leaked or they are um, new material. So it's important to keep that in mind. And uh, we will reiterate that as we go through the list. All right. Track two, what do you say? So when to say when? Uh, I think I like this track a lot. And he also released, so he released when to say when in Chicago Freestyle a couple weeks before releasing the entire um, track list and then the project here. So I like this um, this song a lot. And I really like the music video too because he kind of shows um, him in um, Toronto. And then I think he has a scene of him in like one of the projects in New York. So he really like, he gives like a different perspective than he usually does in this song. And um, I think like a lot of people can relate to it. And then he has like just as the flow, um, it, like it's easy to um, like vibe to. And uh, I really like the way he put it together. It's a good track. Definitely. I like how it uh, pays homage to uh, Jay Z's song Cry. It's an incredible beat. Okay, and um, I, I think that's one of my standout songs from this project as well. So Chicago three, uh, Freestyle, again, he dropped the, those together, right? Uh, in a YouTube video that was released about a month or so ago. What what did you like about Chicago Freestyle? Uh, Chicago Freestyle, it was a really nice song, too. Um, it kind of had the same um, flow to it as When to Say When. And um, he kind of, I think he really, like, dives deep in this track. And he really talks about, like, his inner feelings and um, how he feels about um, the people around him and the way, like, they've affected his life. And um, so I think that song was really cool. And then um, when he had this in the music video, too, um, I think he had, like, a scene in his house uh, with, like, Devin Booker. And he was, like, they were all just, like, sitting at a bar and they were just talking. And I think um, this is the type of song where you can just, like, play and then be able to, like, kick back with friends and just, like, listen to it. So... I think this was a really good track that he added. All right, track four is Not You Too. What so were not, on it? Not You Too. Um, I like how he added Chris Brown um, into the um, Dark Lane demo tapes, but I'm not a huge fan on this song. I think um, it's probably one of my least favorite, but I think it's kind of um, it kind of matches the flow like the other previous songs that he added and um, I mean Chris Brown like he he was kind of in the chorus I think a little bit but he didn't really have a real verse 
And I, it was kind of missing that um, that extra piece that would make it a standout track. So absolutely, I think, yeah. I, I didn't like the way it was put together. I liked the song itself, um, but I don't see the point in having Chris Brown as just your background vocals. Like when you do a collab together, especially since the last collab they did is was the song of the summer. I feel like maybe even song of the year probably the best collab to come out in came out in 2019 um that was a fire track so um they i i I think chris should have been more featured chris should have definitely had a verse he could have done the outro coming in and I, i don't know i don't know why uh it was put together the way it was the arrangement was off to me. Yeah, exactly. I think, especially coming off No Guidance, that was like a hit song. Right. I feel like he could Drake could have done way more with Chris Brown in this song. But and so, and it's like I don't know how you. I know it was a leak, and so I don't know if maybe Chris couldn't do his vocals in time to come back, or I don't know what happened. But it's like I can't imagine this was the intention behind the song. Like, this couldn't be how you wanted this song to turn out. Exactly. It may be like an issue um, with, um, it was a song on Views. Um, Now I can't think of it right now, but it initially had, um, I'm looking it up, but it initially had Jay-Z and Kanye on it, and for whatever reason, when it officially came out, because of all, there were all these issues going on behind the scenes, and so when it, when it appeared on the album, it was just uh, pop style. It's track 15 on uh, Views, but it initially came out as a single with uh, a Jay-Z and a Kanye verse. Um, And it's not, people don't even really think about the song that their version of the song, they just think about the uh, album version more so now. So I don't know if it was a similar situation about um, just things not getting there's some, you know, behind the scenes issues with labels or whatever may transpire. But um, I think that song could have been, I think they might have had another no guidance on their hands if they could have um, pulled it off. And I hope uh, there's another Chris Brown feature on Drake's new album. Yeah, that's true. And I think to add to that a little bit, because um, Drake had been featured on Party Next Doors album that he just dropped a few weeks ago. And I think they could have had like a, a they could have created a song that's similar to that type of flow. I think it's called Loyal. I like Loyal. that song a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he could have done something like that with Chris Brown. But, but I, I thought Loyal was, uh, not to get too off topic, but I thought Loyal was probably the worst Drake and Party collaboration to date. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow! 
I know that's your guy, though. So we're yeah. not. We're not. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk about that on another episode. Mm-hmm. But all right. So track five, you all already know what it is. The Tootsie Slide. TikTok Tootsie famous. Tootsie Slide. What do you think about that track? Uh, I like it a lot. I think it's it's probably a standout track on this um, project that Drake had. And um, it blew up right away. And then uh, he made the uh, the music video for it when he was at his mansion. And uh, he was kind of like doing the dance to it. And I think that was really cool. And it's kind of like a track you can just like bop to. And uh, I kind of I like it. I think... It's kind of similar to, like, Nice For What, when Drake had dropped that. It kind of has a similar style to it. And um, this is it's probably one of my favorite songs that he's dropped um, in recent past. So I think it's – I think people overly criticize the song. I think if you – Drake wanted to come out with, like, a catchy pop dance song, you know, just to get people moving – there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it's uh, kind of like a spiritual successor to In Your Feelings, you know. And it, it's cool. I, I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And it was made for TikTok. And it it just, it's a viral track, you know. I I don't see why people have a problem with it. Why some people, a lot of people just love this track. It's not my favorite track on the project, but I like it for what it is. And then track six. So Desires with Future. Uh, I kind of, I like this song a lot. I like how Drake collabed with Future. And um, he, he actually has another song with Future, but we'll get to that later. But Desires was a good song. Um, I think that has more of a, um, it's kind of, I, I can't remember like this specific like genre, but it has like kind of that future type of, the way Future creates his music. It, it's kind of similar to that. And um, I think I think it really pops out. So this track, this track was really nice. This track was a leak as well. Um... And then they officially leaked it on uh, SoundCloud not too long ago. Um, And the talk was because Drake and... All right. So, track six, Desires. What were your thoughts on that? I think that Desires was a good song. Um... It was like a up tempo fast beat song, and I I like the feature with future, and um, I think this feature with future was better than the um, D for Life song that he made with um, Future and Young Thug, but it's like a fast up tempo, and I think Future kind of added a little um, like spice to it, so I like. I like this song. It was a good piece of um, track. 
Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting because people initially thought that um, this, you know, that Drake and Future were going to drop a project together. And um, so this song had been leaked for a while. It was It's the second song with uh, Drake and Future to be released in 2020. So it did seem like um, a what a time to be alive to possibly was coming. Um, and I, I don't think that's been ruled out. I, I think that they have enough songs together to actually do an album. Um, so, um, it made sense to kind of like release all these leaks if you have ample material, you know, you don't want to release stale material on a new project. Exactly. And then, um, Track seven, Time Flies. So Time Flies, that was one of my favorite songs on um, the project. And I really like how this is one of the songs where Drake kind of um, reminisces on the past. And um, he really um, reflects on like what has happened over the course of his career. And I think that the flow is really um, smooth. And um, he really, like, dives deep into how he feels. So I think that Time Flies was a great track. I agree. Time Flies is actually one of my standout tracks on the project. Um, it For me, it's Time Flies, Losses, and From Florida With Love. Those are probably my three favorites on the um project only because i like um when to say when i like chicago freestyle um i like but i had heard all of those songs beforehand so it was a little it was cool to kind of hear something that i hadn't heard before yeah that's very true because i i would have put them in like one of my top songs like the chicago freestyle and when to say when but like you said they already came out so my top three are probably um, Time Flies, um, War, and then uh, probably Losses. I like that song. Okay. So take us to the next track. What are your thoughts? Okay, Landed. Landed. So, I mean, I feel like this is just... Um, so Drake, Drake he's, a, he's a great artist, but I feel like Landed is just kind of like an average track for it wasn't really, it wasn't really a standout track. I think it like fit in really well to the project, but it didn't really um, stand out in my opinion, or I didn't catch anything um, too loud from it at all. So, yeah, you know the chorus is, "If I gotta land, I'ma stick it, baby. Let go and you gonna miss it." It just doesn't. It it's definitely a reason why this was on this project i think you just go through the recording process you record a lot of material and you see what fits and what really doesn't exactly so um i think drake has a really good ear and he knows what he's capable of and i think this is a song that it's not a bad song but it's just not it's like you said very average very pedestrian i i won't be adding this to like my drake playlist it just you know 
It's just another track. It feels like a leap. That's true. That's true. And some of these, and some of the better tracks on that project don't feel like leaks. All right, the track you talked about earlier, D4L. What's happening? <laughs> so, I, on to be honest, I wasn't really a huge fan of this song. I mean, I think that um, Future and Young Thug they work really well together, and then Drake kind of fits in with them. But I think that it was it was just kind of too much, and I don't think they really like pieced it together well. I I didn't really I wasn't a huge fan. Of this. I think that this is very interesting because I've also heard talks of uh, Drake doing a collaborative project with Young Thug um, and Future. I've heard maybe Drake and Young Thug doing something together. Uh, Drake was supposed to executive produce one of his albums. And I think he did in in somewhat of an unofficial capacity on a few tracks. Um, These three artists hold each other in really high esteem and have a lot of um, collaborative work together. Um, But for this, it didn't, it didn't seem to work upon first listen. The more I listen to it, I like it a little bit more. But um, it still doesn't have that. It's missing that magic factor, that X factor. That's true. Okay, so Pain 1993. Okay, so Pain 1993. There's a lot of um, debate on whether this song was a hit or not. I remember I had listened to the Drake verse. It had been leaked about, I had listened to it about a week before um, this project dropped. And the Drake, the Drake verse is real nice. Like Drake comes in, it's real smooth. And um, he kind of, he sets it up for Playboy Cardi. And then I think Cardi really just folded on this track. I think Playboy Cardi, he's a, he's a pretty good artist. I kind of like his flow sometimes, but he he has no substance in his in his music at all. Like some of his some of his beats are nice, but like those don't even come from him. Usually it's like Pierre Bourne. But anyway, Playboy Cardi he just he just folded on this track. Drake's verse is really nice though. I think Drake really set it up well. Okay, so this is the actual track that inspired this episode because I was talking about it on um, IG and was just saying like it it was just like you said playboy cardi folded on this track (laughs) and it was really weird because it seemed like the track was made for him like custom made like this is a prototypical playboy cardi like exactly exactly and then drake actually flows like playboy cardi on the song to me at least and then I made the joke, uh, shout out to my guy, Adam Davis. He made the uh, initial statement, uh, Playboy Cardi. He's like, Drake's flowing. Playboy Cardi comes in sounding like a squirrel. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he, he came in sounding like Alvin Simon Theodore on the track. Like, come on, man. You got to do better than that on the beat. And... 
you know, just looking through the history, um, all this is on Rap Genius. This beat was made initially for Playboy Cardi, and it was supposed to be a a, a Playboy Cardi song, and Drake just initially uh, acquired it from him. So I don't know if he felt salty about that, but they were. Um, this song is paying homage to their uh, fashion designer friend. His name's Ian Connor, and his motto is "Born from Pain, 1993." So it has a very interesting um, history behind this record. I would definitely, um, I'm just kind of sharing something of what I found on uh, Rap Genius, or it's just now called Genius.com. But like read up on it. I think that we're going to hear a lot more about the backstory behind this song when it's all said and done. Because Playboy Cardi definitely took an L the it was pretty unanimous that Drake carried this song. If it is a hit, it's because of Drake and not because of Cardi at all. Exactly. exactly. And it, it's interesting that there is a debate on whether it is a hit or not, but I, I, it definitely created a viral moment. I think it's probably the most, other than Tootsie Slide, I would say this is probably the most... Um, discussed track on well you know what uh when to say when in chicago freestyle were pretty well um discussed when they initially came out um but i i I would say this is even more so this was definitely a viral moment also shout out to the joe button podcast because they they've definitely been tracking all these leaks they did a whole episode on it like a week or so ago, week or two ago. All right, track eleven. Shout out to the all my eleven special number eleven. Losses. Losses. So, losses. This is probably one of my favorite songs on the track. Um, it, Drake really goes like deep into um, like his past in this song, and. I think his lyrics, they, like, hit home a lot. And he talks about, um, like, relationships he's had with certain people and um, how he's, like, cut ties with people and how he's, like, um, like continue on with life. And I think I, I saw this interview with Drake. I, th- I can't remember what it's called, but it was, like, a, it was like a two-hour interview. But one of the things that they talked about... Rap Radar? Uh, Yes, Rap Radar. That's what it was called. Yes, that's so. available on Title, but it's also Rap Radar is affiliated with Title, but it's also available on YouTube if you want to check it out. It was released Christmas Day. Yeah, so I saw it on YouTube. But um, one of the points that Drake made was like um, the way he's been able to survive in the industry is because um, he didn't let the fame, his fame and notoriety, like destroy him. And he kind of kept an image for himself all throughout um, his career. And I think he kind of, this song kind of resembles what he was saying and how he's been able to maintain and um, continue to um, prosper, like, in the music industry and then, like, grow also. So, I just, to me, it's just that 
you know, genuine, authentic Drake and his emotional, reflective, introspective bag. And I love it. That's like one of my favorite Drakes. Like, I love braggadocious Drake, reflective Drake, and um, I, I, I enjoy experimental Drake as well, but I love the um, just the self-reflection involved and just talking about different relationships, uh, friendships, romantic relationships that just kind of went south on you. Because I, I feel like I've experienced that a lot in my life where you're like, it, it, it hurts, but sometimes you just have to move away from people when that energy changes between the two of you. Exactly. Um, and then track 12. Wow, it's weird. It's track 12. But um, From Florida With Love. So, From Florida With Love, I really like this song. Um, it's kind of Drake. He has his like, upbeat flow to it. And it's, it kind of sounds similar to Pain 1993, I think. But um, it kind of has, um, like, a little, like, bop to it so and a ring to it. So I really like this song. And I think it really fit in, especially the way he comes from, um, like, Pain 1993. And then he goes into a slower song with losses. And then he, like, picks it back up from Florida with Love. So I think... Um, he was really strategic in the way that he like set the songs in um, in order, so I think that this song fits in well into the project. Definitely, I what I love about this song is uh, it's paying homage to Kobe Bryant, who's my idol. If you guys don't know that on the podcast, um, and you know. To be honest, I've been really affected by his death, so I just love it anytime um, people are giving Kobe Bryan his proper respect and just showing him love. Rest in peace. Exactly, rest in peace, Kobe. And but like you said, it's an upbeat track, um, and it's just reminiscing. I saw an interview where Drake was talking about how he was really just like kind of heartbroken that Wayne. Drake and Kobe, the three of them would never be able to reminisce about that moment together. Um, and so it's just, you know, um, and it, this track was actually recorded for Scorpion. And I could, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I could kind of see it being on Scorpion. Yeah, I think it. I think it would fit in there. I think some of these tracks either sound like Scorpion to me, or they sound like the uh, playlist um, "More Life." Or and then yeah. you know some of the future tracks kind of just sound like Drake and Future tracks, like a. And then I always kind of go back to "What a Time to Be Alive" with them, and there's, you know, and their other um, features, but. So it's very interesting, like I said, um, for the listeners, definitely go back and kind of start digging into how these songs came to be. Cool. Um, And then Demons, track 13. Okay, so Demons, um, I think this was was a song that I really liked. 
he he referenced basketball a little bit, and he talked about um, like the he referenced the Drew League in L.A., which they have every summer. Right. And they have um, certain NBA players have recently been going there. That's how you know if you're a dog or not in the NBA if you go to that Drew League. Exactly. Exactly. But Drew, so he mentions that, and then he also he also said um, Sosa and Phoebe. Looking like Katie and Kyrie, and I, I like that um, little flow that he added there. And it kind of has like the UK vibe to it. And the next track, the the last track um, to the project, also does too. But uh, I kind of like that what you had said earlier. It's kind of like the experimental Drake, that UK grind. Like, exactly, yeah, and um. He, I think Drake, he's, like, really special because he's, he's so versatile, and he can create, like, pop type of music. He can create rap, and he can also create, like, a UK type of flow, and I think that's why so many people are, like, interested in his music, and uh, I think that's a really big aspect. And then he can kind of expand to the R&B bag as well. Exactly, yeah, R&B bag, of course. Yeah, get on that. Get in that uh, genre. And then War. War wasn't War released on Christmas Day too? Something like that? I think War was released in yeah, December nineteenth. Maybe it wasn't yeah, released. I remember it came out on YouTube. Let me see. It was definitely December twenty fourth was when the video came out. Um but came out a little earlier than that. Yeah, so War, I think I think that this track, um, Drake Keys kinda goes into that UK type of flow. And he also I think he he had been a like an executive producer of the show Top Boy on Netflix. Yeah. And he Yes, love Top Boy kinda, season three. Yeah, Top Boy. That's a, that's one of my favorite. He went shows from being right a now. fan to an executive producer. Top Boy is amazing, especially season exactly. three. Season one and two are phenomenal within themselves, but like I think season three, they just took it up a notch. It was to me, it was the best season. But the other two seasons are great in their own right. It, 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 I was so impressed by how they took it up. I didn't think that was possible. Exactly. So I think that Drake, he kind of alludes to that in the song War, and he's kind of in that UK flow. And um, I think that, top, so Top Boy, and then the way he kind of incorporates like War, he's kind of like expanding, I think. So uh, Top Boy's like super slept on too. So, and I think like this, this type of music that Drake's creating is, is kind of slept on, like, not that many people appreciate it. So I think you kind of have to have a certain, like, um, a certain, like, taste to kind of like this type of music. But um, I, I like how Drake is expanding and then adding it to, like, mainstream pl- um, music that he's dropping on, like, Apple Music and things like that. So how would you evaluate the album as a whole? We reviewed all, all 14 tracks. 
So for it being like a project, and it's it's not necessarily like a mixtape or like a full album, I would give it like probably about an eight out of ten. I th- I really like how Drake put it together, and um, it has a couple hits in it, and then it it went um number I think top three in the charts like immediately, so I think that this was a great project that Drake put together and there's a lot of like thought and emphasis into like the music and then the music videos and then like just the different he almost has like different genres of music like in the same project so I'll give it like a solid 8 out of 10 so what would you to me this project just feels like I I like the arrangement of it all um you know just putting together leaks um having the definitive versions of these leaks out here. And he has a lot of more leak tracks. Um, these are kind of, I think, the most requested. Um, so I think Noel and Oliver did a good job uh, putting it together. Um, and I, I, I evaluate it. I, I think I'm a little lower on it than you. I think I give it probably a 7 out of 10. Um, but only because I just heard some of these songs before, but if I'm, I, I, I could go an eight on it. I'm, I, I could see, um, cause I, I really do this tracks that I like on here. Time flies. That's a dope track. Um, and I'm my, I'm just still kind of bummed that not YouTube didn't feature Chris Brown a little bit more. Yeah, true. I, I agree with you. And then we talked about uh, Pain, 1993. Well, and this is hard to say. It's harder to say to have this discussion uh, now because I know more information about how this track came to be. It was originally a Playboy Cardi song, but I initially thought, like, okay, who could have been on this track instead of Playboy Cardi? So I posed that question your way. You know what? I think he could have had somebody like Tory Lanez on a track. Really? I think okay. he kind of. I think he kind of would fit in really well. I think Tory Lanez. He's really versatile, and he has a similar flow to like Drake. But he can also create music with like a, a beat that Playboy Cardi would type would use. And um, he's also coming off um, the his latest album. And. That that um, blew up too. So I think if he had a feature, someone like Tory Lanez, that would be um, that would be really nice if you replace him with Playboy Cardi. Quarantine radio, quarantine radio. <laughs> Man, that's. I heard he's radio. supposed to get a, his own MTV show. Really? Shout out to Tory Lanez. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a little thirty-minute something or other MTV show, but um. I kind of thought, um, let's see if I remember everybody I said. I said Gunna, I thought, could go crazy on here. I thought Little Baby would have done a nice job. Um, and I really think um, Little Dirk would have been an excellent pick. I also think um, if he had Wale on here, 
I think Wale would have changed the dynamic, but I think I could totally see Wale on this beat. And I could actually see J. Cole on this beat. That's true. I like those. I like those features. Um, I think that, I think he's almost, because you had, you had said earlier that um, he's probably going to drop an album in the summer. Right. And I think he's probably going to save those type of features for the album. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a better look to put, like, so I, I have to believe he and Chris Brown have another song that's going to be on this album. I, I just, because I, I, I believe Future's going to be on the album. So it's like, mm-hmm. and I personally, I'd rather hear another Chris Brown and Drake feature than or collaboration than I would Future and Drake. Although, if they put out a collaborative album, I definitely listen to it. And although I'm not a big Young Thug, and I'm not really too big of a Future fan, I think if the three of them came out with a collaborative project, I think that would probably be dope. Exactly. That would, that would be that would be a really nice album if they put all that together. But really... In terms of collaborative albums, I want the Drake J. Cole album. That's what I want. That's on my Christmas list. <laughs> Forever yeah. until it comes out. I don't I keep hearing whispers about it, but I've not seen anything definitive. But I think that would be a beast if it ever did happen. That's true. That's true. So, I think um, to bring it back to a business standpoint, I think this is really innovative. Um, And I think we're going to start seeing people do more of this. Um, Drake mentioned this. uh, Lil Wayne started his own uh, radio show. Uh, that was on Apple Music. And Drake was talking about how the, the kind of concept behind this album came from, he was like, all these leaks started coming out of all over the place. And he was like, it felt like 09, 08, 2010 again. And that's because leaks used to be so, like, they just almost seemed to be like part of the business at some point. And songs leak now, but not like they used to leak before. And it it is usually always the weirdest stories. They were talking about that. Um, So check that out. It was interesting. Um, You can check that out. I I don't know if it's on YouTube yet, but it's definitely on Apple Music. You just have to look up uh, Lil Wayne. And um, Lil Wayne had like four four or five guests on the show. He had DJ Khaled. he had Stephen A. Smith on there, actually. <laughs> Drake was his last guest. I'm missing someone. He had someone else on there as well. But, uh, and a lot of, there's even more Drake songs that have been, uh, there was a song he did with, uh, what's her name? Jesse Reyes, right? Um, that didn't make oh. the album. He, there's a lot more Drake leaks out there that just didn't make this project. So I think it is a good way. I think one leaking songs is a good way to build hype and kind of test the market, see what songs 
songs you're not sure are album ready, but they're also just not bad enough for you to completely scrap and just never release. And they're a good way for you to test the market. So that's why leaking was popular. Um, And yes, sometimes back in the day, artists used to leak their own projects to test it out. Or the labels would leak the albums to test it out. So test the market, see what was, you know, how the album should kind of craft itself to be. Um, Because there are a lot of different sounds going on with these leaks. It's um, very in the moment. Um, Sounds like right now. And sounds like the album, after listening to this, I really don't know what direction the album is supposed to be going in. And I like that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. This project, um, I think, definitely delivers on the hype and increases the anticipation for the next actual real album from Drake, the sixth album from Drake. Yeah, highly anticipated. Um, Because it's... Scorpion came out in 2018. And I think... He was pretty quiet in 2019. Overall, some movement here. Um, You know, admittedly, um, he said he just kind of, like, took the year off, was taking time to himself. Um but he is working on new projects doing this and that. And I think he was working on endeavors outside of just music as well. Um, and so it does feel like a new Drake. It feels, feels the time feels right. Uh, and I'm a Drake fan, so I'm always down for new Drake material. But right now, I think music would really benefit from Drake not just as the superstar that he is but also as a leader in terms of innovation and what people can do with music and how to present their music to the public that's true so um, yeah what are your thoughts Uh, I think that uh, Darkling demo tapes. It was a really nice project that Drake put together. I think it's he put it out at the right time too, like leading into the summer. I think a lot of people are going to be um, playing this over the summer, and also it's during quarantine, so like a lot of people are sitting at home. They're not really doing much, so he'll get a lot more listens, I think, than normal um, because of like the time. So I think that was. The timing was really important. And then um, it was kind of unexpected, too. Like, not a lot of people knew that um, that this um, project was going to come out. So as soon as it did, I think it kind of surprised a lot of people. So um, there's a big, like, surprise factor in it. And uh, I feel like it's a great um, way for it's a great segue into... Um, the next album, the main album that Drake will be dropping soon, probably this summer. 
and I think I think that right now he doesn't have like too much competition with like people dropping um, any um, albums or mixtapes. Like Lil Baby dropped, but and Tory Lanez dropped, but there haven't been any like main mainstream artists that have been um, creating any mixtapes for to compete with Drake. So I think he's kind of in his own lane when he created this one. And I think he put like his own personal like spin into it. He was really able um, to like, it was, it was tailor made for like his own, like he put his own spin on it because he has all the different, um, there's a lot of variety in the, in the mixtape. Right. From Chicago freestyle to like war or pain nineteen ninety three. So I think that um he was really able to OVO Records was really really allowed him to do what he wanted on this project, which I think is really important. So yeah, overall I thought it was uh it was very well put together and I'm looking forward to what Drake is gonna release in the near future. Well, there you have it. This has officially been our debut review. Um, we initially talked about doing a review of Chance's album when it came out. That was prob- that was supposed to be our first one, and it just never happened. But I'm super happy to have this Trep Life first with uh, Rudy. You know, he's family of the podcast. Um, you know, he's like a little cousin, little brother to me. You know, so... Uh, I love seeing him in his own entrepreneurial journey, and um, I really appreciate all the support and love you show the uh, the podcast, bro. Thank you, appreciate it a lot. So, well, we are out. Um, gonna keep dropping some bonus content your way, um, just so that we, you have some new Trep Life content in twenty twenty. Uh, but we are making plans to take the podcast to the next level. So stay tuned and keep supporting. Write reviews. Share it with a friend. Uh, if you have any friends that write blogs, tell them to write about Trap Life. So shameless plug. I don't care. You know, it is what it is. Support the podcast. So Trap Life Tribe, peace out. <laughs>